0: Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion. This is your host, as always, Corey Caesar. It's a beautiful Sunday, July 29th. This is episode 7. We're calling this one Chromatic Distortion's Excellent Adventure. Please remember, if you're listening to this via a link you followed from Instagram, Facebook, or Snapchat, on the middle of the screen, you're going to see Listen on... Apple Podcast or listen on Spotify or listen on Google that's in the middle of your screen or whatever other podcast app you have currently. You need to click on that to listen on your favorite podcast platform. That's important. If you don't have one of those three, that's okay. Right underneath that, there's another link that says listen in another app. And there you can download any of the 10 other platforms that you can currently hear us on that is the best way to listen to this podcast in its entire in its entirety once you're there like always subscribe and follow to keep up to date with all the new episodes also please like and follow chromatic distortion on instagram and facebook you can leave any messages show ideas critiques or comments All are welcome. You can send those privately or for everyone else to see. No one cares. We all here to learn. We all here to uh, have some fun. You can razz me. Do what you want. This episode is being brought to you by Biff brand hoverboards. Everyone knows hoverboards can't fly over water unless you have power. And these manure inspired boards have all the power you can handle. Please visit www.hellomcfly.hub and enter promo code DINGLEJUICE at checkout for 10% off your very first order. We're also being brought to you by Mondo's Neighborhood Pub, located in Whiting, Indiana. Mondo's is the best private pub in town. No drama, no problems. Come by and enjoy a wide variety of drinks during your favorite Chicago sporting events. Visit Mondo's neighborhood pub on Facebook and message Armando with code word dingle juice to get invited and directions. All right guys, without any further ado, once again this is Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. This is episode 7. Chromatic Distortions. Excellent adventure. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Cory Caesar. back guys. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon. Uh, Shit's been real crazy. We just hit our 250th listener. So I want to thank everybody who's been listening. That's pretty awesome. Appreciate the support. Uh, As you heard in the intro, this is episode seven. We are just finishing up our third week Been doing one about every two days, I believe, up until that last one. And we're going to start spreading it out a little bit more. And maybe do one or two a week only here. Um, hopefully provide a little bit better content. A little bit better production value. Um, do a little bit of editing so it can sound a little bit better. And uh, we did a little bit more of that. Uh, the editing, I know I said I wasn't going to edit. I did edit a little bit. I taped most of episode 6, Distorted Theories, um, in one shot. I, I recorded 44. 44 minutes straight. I think I cut 24 seconds out. So you pretty much got all of it. Um, we're going to keep doing that though. So I hope you I hope you enjoyed that episode. Distorted Theories. I'm actually in the process of trying to lock down a guest. Who is a believer in the flat earth theory. And some other uh, conspiracy theories. So hopefully that works out. You know and we can get that guy in. Uh, and can just give a rebuttal. Or some explanation maybe to some of the content I provided. And maybe get us a better look at what they actually believe that'd be pretty cool i'm not sure the format we're gonna do on that yet whether i'm actually have him on like that previous guest or if i'm gonna have him just send some actual uh, voice messages which you guys can all do on the anchor app send me a voice message um, with just some of the rebuttals so i can put those on the episode and we can listen to them and go through them individually so it's not so overpowering um, with just one thought process so we could kind of just maybe maybe break it up a little bit so other than that, man, you know, I uh, hope everyone else is doing good. You know, everyone hear about those fires that have been burning in California since July 13th. I think it started in the Sierra National Forest. Pretty crazy. Shit's burning real hard. I think as of Friday morning, the fire it burned about 45,000 acres. That's big. That's a lot of property. And uh, I think it was only like 29% contained. They just shut down parts of Yosemite National Park. It was raging so hard. I think they reopened it. Could be wrong on that. Um, I know they arrested some douche, Brandon N. McLover. Let's go ahead and blast that guy's name out there uh, in connection with starting it. You know, it's just like some asshole out there just ruining a little bit of what enjoyable nature we have left. You know, uh, Hawaii is also on fire. But their fires due to more to like volcano eruptions and some earthquakes. And it's kinda of crazy to think about Hawaii Hawaii is just one big volcano eruption. That's what the island is. So people are kind of living on a, a volcano. We kinda of forget that. It's beautiful there, but it's dangerous. Volcanoes ain't no joke, man. You now we need to take take that shit kind of seriously. Uh we all live relatively close uh to a big volcano, a super volcano, and that's at Yellowstone National Park. And that bad boy is due to blow. It's erupted three times, I believe. It averages about one eruption every 600 to 700,000 years. It's been 640,000 since its last. That's right in the middle of that average, guys. Right in the middle. And when, you know, not really if, that one, and guess what? There's 19 other ones. 19 other super volcanoes that we know about. One of those bad boys erupt. We can all stop worrying about man-made global warming and CO2 emissions. Because it's going to dwarf it. But Mother Nature's being crazy right now, man. You know, even without the help of those arsonists. It's like that movie 2012. But it's 2018, guys. I was actually putting a movie on the other day. And that iconic 20th Century Fox intro came on. You know, it's like the the music with the little the little movie spotlights. And it had me thinking. We're 18 years into the 21st Century, and they're still making movies under 20th Century Fox. I think Deadpool 2 was their last relief, release, actually, which is kind of crazy. Bet you didn't even know they have a 21st Century Fox, because I didn't. It's probably because they don't make movies, so you don't really see it. They're actually the parent company of 20th Century Fox, which is funny because I looked it up. They didn't even start 20. <laughs> they didn't even start 21st Century Fox until 2013. 2013 it took them 13 years to realize they were in the 21st century, guys. And I just want to throw out 20th Century Fox is like 83 years old, but its daddy is five. Mama likes them young. Actually, I've, so I've actually been on kind of like this uh, this weird old school movie binge lately, uh, which is kind of kind of nutty because I, I have it all. I have Comcast, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video. I steal content using the this app called T- Terranium on my Fire Stick. So we used to use Kodi. If you still use Kodi, I suggest you switch to Terranium. It's better. It's more stable. You can Google it. Stop paying people $70 to make you a fire stick, man. You guys can do it yourself. It's not hard. You could probably do it in about 30 minutes and follow some simple directions. You can do it yourself. Save yourself some money. But anyway, with all the content available to me, I've been watching these older movies from my childhood. Because even though I basically have access to every new movie, it basically seems like good movies are released just far and few between. And the good movies that do come out, they seem to all be the same. They're basically either a superhero movie or a remake of some other movie. My girlfriend came over Friday night and I had her uh, over the top I with Sylvester Stallone. You know, he's an arm wrestler, truck driver. Great movie. Earlier in the week, she had came over. I had Crocodile Dundee on. That's not a knife. This is a knife. She looked at me and goes, you watch the stupidest movies. No, I don't think so. I love these movies. And honestly, uh, she said she had never even seen these movies. Which blew me away, because I thought everyone had seen those. I mean, at least... At least Crocodile Dundee. Now, maybe not over the top. You know, I could see that one definitely being a female. Crocodile Dundee? Everyone's seen Crocodile Dundee, right? I mean, the 80s had some great movies. Who remembers that, uh, that little movie... That made us all want to phone home, even though your young ass was already home. I'm talking E.T., the extraterrestrial. They dropped that banger in 1982, which coincidentally happens to be the year of my birth. How many of you broke a bone trying to jump your bike and fly across the backdrop of the moon? I know I did. Well, I didn't break a bone, but I tried it. That was the number one movie at the box office for the entire decade. It's $792 million. That's insane for back then. And today's money with inflation, that movie would have raked in $2.07 billion. To give some perspective on how magical this movie was to some of our younger listeners, Infinity Wars, dude, it's a queef puff above $2 billion at two point zero four. So E.T. did... Did more. And I know some of you guys are going to say, bro, but look at the special effects. I get it. I get that. I love special effects too. But E.T. was done before CGI. You can do anything and make anything with CGI. Well, that makes today's movies maybe a little bit more spectacular and have a little bit more wow factor. Definitely, when you go back and look at some of the older movies today, in consp- in, cons- uh, in comparison to some of them uh, um, now, it definitely makes the movies more spectacular. But I think it also makes the saturation of shitty films on the market. And that's just my opinion. Or how about Doctor Doctor Henry Walton Jones Jr., who we affectionately call Indiana? He dominated the 80s with a whip and a man purse. All three of the Indiana Jones movies were dropped in the 80s. Raiders of the Lost Ark, 81. The Temple of Doom, my personal favorite indie movie, 84. And that Final Crusade, 89. But they lied to us. It wasn't his Final Crusade. Because they made a newer one back in 2008. And it was okay, but it wasn't the same. had Chez LaBeouf in it, I believe. You know, and Harrison Ford, who's like 75 years old, crashing planes on the golf courses now. Which makes it even more crazy that Indiana Jones 5 is going to be dropped in 2021. And that's not a joke. Well, maybe the movie probably would be, but. the First modern Batman was dropped in 89. Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Kim Basinger is that sexy ass Vicki Vale. I'm telling you, man, the 80s had bangers. Rain Man, Fatal Attraction, Dead Poets Society, Sean Pennis, Bacoli, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Everyone's favorite uncle, Uncle Buck. Planes, trains, and automobiles. We are traveling the world, boy. Or if you're on that train, why don't you just throw mama from it? Throw mama from the train. That was in the 80s. Who was eating Harry Crumb? Or how about that beautiful blend of cartoon and human interaction with Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Back to the Future, 1985 changed everyone's lives. Michael J. Fax not only traveled in time, but also became a teen wolf in the 80s. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids came out, made everyone afraid of ants and Cheerios. What about that octopusy? That's not Octomond's vagina, guys. That's James Bond 007, kids. Dude, Footloose, 1984. Dirty Dancing, 1987. Both taught us. Adults didn't want us to dance. But we were doing that shit anyway. We even flash danced in 83. Aliens took over a spaceship. Signor Weaver fought them off. Three men and a baby decreased teen pregnancy in the 80s. You heard that statement here first on chromatic distortion. Beverly Hills Cop was phenomenal. Still watch that movie to this day if it comes across. If I come across it and it's on. Rocky 2 through 4 was in the 80s. I think 2 might have been 1979, though, but close enough. Sylvester Stallone was not only slugging it out with Mr. T, Hulk Hogan. And Mister, if he dies, he dies himself. Ivan Drago. He was also deep in the wilderness, killing bad guys as John Rambo. And I'm glad they went to just Rambo Three, as the title in 1988. Because how do you name the second Rambo? First Blood Two. First Blood Two. How do you have the First Blood twice? That doesn't even make sense. Who remembers? Look who's talking. If you saw a baby talking. Dude, you might think they were possessed and think, I don't know, maybe they're a poltergeist. Which, by the way, came out in 1982. Poltergeist. Or maybe you think uh, that, 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 uh, that they're ghosts, ghost. And then who are you going to call in the 80s when you see a ghost? There's only one, to, there's only right answer for that, and that's the Ghostbusters. May even get some marshmallows afterwards if you called that number. Coming to America was classic as fuck. Those jerry curls is why your mama kept plastic on the couch back then learned something. Bangers, guys. Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Bro, twins with Al- Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. They teamed up The Terminator and The Penguin. How could that movie not be great? Nothing but trouble with John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, and Demi Moore. That's why I don't speed in weird towns to this day. The Untouchables. Bro, the Goonies. The fucking Goonies. Platoon. The Golden Child. Eddie Murphy was a killer in the 80s, man. Loved him some transgendered uh, uh, prostitutes, too. Gremlins, 1984. Gremlins, guys, 1984. Who didn't want their dad to bring them a Mogwai named Gizmo back from China? And then break the only rule by feeding it after midnight. You could just drive Miss Daisy somewhere. Or give Oprah her big break in the color purple. You couldn't even kill John McCain in the 80s either. Die hard, bruh. Good morning, Vietnam. Rest in peace, Robbie Willens. The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid movies. Which were probably the most watched movie for me when I was a kid. Shout out to Johnny, though, for taking that illegal kick to the face. And Mr. Miyagi for teaching daniel son to sweep. Come on, guys, Big. You guys remember Big, 1988? Who didn't want to play chopsticks on a giant piano after that movie? With your feet. Dude, he's playing chopsticks with his feet on a giant piano. Dude, he had a giant trampoline in his apartment. We all wanted that. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter took us back in time through a phone booth. And we learned a lot about history. in Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. And speaking of CGI, that phone booth, no joke, used an umbrella on top of it. So like, it literally had an umbrella. They took the, the outside part that actually stops the rain and just attached it to the bottom. And that's what the electricity came onto, which made them travel in time. That's pretty crazy. Porkies. Pee-Wee Herman in Pee-Wee's Big Adventure before he was jerking off in movie theaters. Dirty rodden Scoundrels with Steve Martin, one of my grandfather's favorites. Caddyshack. Back to School, 1986. Oh, those movies don't do it for you? How about Nightmare on Elm Street? About a burn victim named Freddy coming back via kids' dreams to murk you. And I lived on Elm Street, and I was a burn victim, so that shit was real to me. Lit my own pants on fire in second grade. Took one of those long-like long, like, uh, long, like f- pilot lights that you'd use to like, light a grill. And that was back in the 80s when they came out with flame-retardant uh, sweatpants. And me being a, a child in the 80s, I didn't know what flame-retardant meant. I thought that meant... It couldn't catch on fire because that's what they were trying to do, like make it not so easy for these to catch on fire in the dryer, I believe, because the cotton would get too hot and catch on fire. So I took that that little pilot light when I was a little kid, and I lit my pants on fire. Third degree burn, guys. And you forget stop, drop, and roll. They teach you that shit, you forget it. I ran to the kitchen, put it out with a rag. Thought I was going to get in trouble, stuck a fork in the blister. Thought I could peel the blister off. Didn't even cry. Soldier. Alright, so you don't like, uh, you don't like Freddy. How about Michael Myers in Halloween? I know the original was in 1978, but he came back four more times in the 80s to commit murderous felonies, guys. Four more times. The 80s also fucked up Friday the 13th and Hockey Max for basically everyone. Harlem Knights, Arthur, Guys, 1989 is when Harry met Sally. Trading Places, a movie I just recently rewatched. Forgot how good that movie was, actually. It had Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Donna Michi as one of the Duke brothers, Mortimer Duke. Funny enough, Donna Michi happens to be a relative of mine, no joke. My great-grandpa's cousin, I believe. Won an Oscar in 1986 for another great movie in the 80s, Cocoon. Old school actor though. Dude made his first uh, film debut in 1935's Dante's Inferno, And then signed a long term contract with ironically 20th Century Fox. Which is how we started in on this whole movie segment. Dude was credited in over 90 movies and TV shows. Moving on we had Stripes 1981. Still magnolias for all you women. Airplane. Which was one of the original spoofs. Uh, came out in nineteen eighty. Top Gun, nineteen eighty six, which was later spoofed beautifully in Hot Shots in ninety one. Cocktail made us all want to be bartenders. Or how about Risky Business? High school kids starting a modern day bordello. We had the Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen as Detective Frank Drebin and pre murderer O.J. Simpson as Norberg, and we was hilarious. Police Academy, one of my all-time favorites as a kid. Guys, they dropped six movies in the 80s. More impressively, they dropped one every year after 1984. Every year. Police Academy 6 came out in 1989. I appreciate that kind of hustle. Bringing us all kinds of entertainment. Skynet was taking over the world and sending Terminators back in time to kill a boy named John Connor. 48 hours... Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Which is way better than that show 24. Because you need 24 to happen two times to get 48. And that's 8th grade math, guys. Say this with me three times, people. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Daylight come and we want to go home, bitch. 1988. Bruce Leroy. Not to be mistaken for Bruce Lee. In The Last Dragon. When I say, "Who's your master?" you say, "Show sure enough, who's your master?" Clark Giswold took his family and all of us, to be frank with you, on a Christmas vacation in 1989. It's one of my favorite Christmas vacations I've ever had, and I wasn't even there. I got to enjoy it through the silver screen. Turner and Hooch made us all fall in love with a dog and a cop, war games. And one of my all-time favorites, Ferris Bueller, taught us the art of skipping school, how to have fun, the twist. And more importantly, you can't drive in reverse and erase them miles, which is why you can never erase my love for 80s movies. There is nothing wrong with your television. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. You are about to be spammed welcome to another edition of Spammed this spammed email comes to me via Maximum Mail on July 19th I received this it says hi Corey Caesar want more testosterone than a raging bull do this now I don't even know if I want more testosterone than a raging bull because that sounds a little aggressive and a little scary but it says uh I'm pretty blown away by this, question mark. I'm sounding pretty blown away right now myself. Scientists have just discovered a hidden testosterone trigger. They're going to trigger some testosterone. There's a lot of dudes my age running around with low T. That's low testosterone for you novices. It says it's something that sends a flood of healthy testosterone through your body. Now, I don't know about you, but there's something natural out there that uh that sends a flood of healthy testosterone through my body and that's a uh, a female you know uh but it says uh allowing you to effortlessly build powerful lean muscle mass while regaining the sex drive and libido you had as a teenager so what they're saying is they want you to be like a uh, like a like a 60-year-old yoked-ass dude running around just wanting to fuck everything that moves because you have the libido of a teenager. That sounds crazy to me. And then there's a video they want you to watch. And it's like a jacked-up 70-year-old dude, and he looks fucking roided out. And it says, In fact, this testosterone breakthrough is so powerful. So powerful. It works wonders for men... In their 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. Now, dude, I don't know about you guys. but You know that old men, like in their 90s, the ones that are ready to die, they're perverts. They're super perverts. And you want to give them libido of a teenager? And you want them to be yoked up on roids. Shit's crazy it says, plus it's 100% natural with no side effects. 100% natural. Yoked up dudes with libidos of teenagers in their 90s is 100% natural. It says, click here now to see the hidden testosterone trigger that rapidly restores your manhood. When one of the leading scientists in America saw this breakthrough, he said, it will give you more testosterone than a raging bull during mating season you thought the me too movement was on fucking steroids right now wait till this drug gets released so go ahead and click here now and see what this testosterone trigger is and how it works now I clicked on the link I was curious it didn't go nowhere just a blank page so I don't know probably fishing they probably got my credit card numbers and shit but oh well it's sincerely Paul Rodney. So shout out to Pod uh, Paul Rodney from Maximum Health. All right. He's the one that sent me to this. Uh, they have any e- they have a mail, bro. It says to stop receiving messages. Please visit here or mail your request. You can mail in your request to stop receiving email. Think about how crazy that is. You could send that bitch to number three. 17th Avenue, South Nampa, Idaho, 86, or 83651, United States. That sounds like a fake address. Number 3, 17th Avenue, South Nampa, like like trying to be like Tampa maybe? Nampa, Nampa, Idaho. Maybe that's a real place. Sounds like Narnia land to me. We will now return to your regularly scheduled program. You have been
1: Thank God for the rain. Just help wash away the garbage and the trash off the sidewalks. Sick, venal. Someday a real rain will come and wash all this scum off the streets. Walking in the rain, pocket full of chains, about to get a bottle for the pain. It all away. I'll try If I could only stay this high I wouldn't be concerned with whether I live or die Soaking
2: in the rain, hoping for a change But for now I'm rolling up a J To smoke it all away And fly If I could only stay this high
1: wouldn't be concerned with whether I live or die. I'm two-step through an alley knocking trash cans over. Not gonna be performing my last dance sober. The last hangover I had is the last time that I'll ever feel bad. This time I'm trying not to come down. Thumbs down to that. Never again am I gonna sent cold cleanser to the soul on the bender till my cold body's tossed in the- it all away, I'll try, if I could only stay this high, I wouldn't be concerned with whether I live or die,
2: soaking in the rain, hoping for a change, but for now I'm rolling up a chain. With whether I live or die Half-baked, fully loaded, I don't have the sugar coated, not one of them liars in denial with the wooden Noses. i've got a problem but my problem's the solution drowning out my sorrows with a bottle of excuses i'm getting high my soul flies out my physical walking in the rain so my tears aren't visible waiting in purgatory to see what i get sentenced to sipping on the bitches brutal opposite of chicken soup i treat the bar like a kissing booth looking to the bodies like candy to the wisdom tooth no it won't last but i'll take that cold glass in a second don't ask no questions i find it as a blessing a safe haven escape bathing and weightlessness this raindrops wash away the sins of this atheist clouds looking down like brother i feel you fall asleep in puddles and
1: wake up as morning mildew walking in the rain pocket full of change about to get a bottle for the pain to wash it all away i'll try if i could only stay this high To kill you. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. Welcome to This Day in
0: History. Welcome back to another edition of This Day in History. On this day in history, July 29th, 1909, General Motors buys Cadillac. The newly formed General Motors company acquires the country's leading luxury automaker, the Cadillac Automobile Company, for $4.5 million. If you guys didn't know, Cadillac was founded out of the ruins of automotive pioneer Henry Ford's second failed company. It wasn't until his third effort, the Ford Motor Company, did he finally succeed. So that what what that tells me? Keep pushing on, guys. He sold that failed company for four point five million dollars. That's a lot of money in 1909. Nineteen fifty-eight, NASA is established. The United States Congress passes legislation legislation formally inaugurating the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. It's crazy. That was for the space race against the Soviets. 1976, the Son of Sam terrorizes New York. The so-called Son of Sam pulls a gun from a paper bag and fires five shots at Donna Loria and Jody Valenti of the Bronx while they were sitting in their car talking. Loria died and Valenti was seriously wounded and that was the first in the series of shootings by the Son of Sam. Uh, let's see what else do we got here uh, don't care don't care 1900 Italian American assassinates an Italian king I didn't even know that, w- they, that, that they still had kings in 1900 that's kind of crazy uh, but in Monza, Italy King Umberto the first, is shot to death by Guitano Bres- Breschi an Italian-born anarchist who resided in America before returning to his homeland to murder the king, crowned in 1878. And it says that that dude, King Umberto, became increasingly author- authoritarian in the late 19th century and was enacting a program of suppression against people. So he, maybe he had to do, maybe he was, uh, maybe he had to coming to him. 1981, Prince Charles marries Lady Diana. Nearly one billion television viewers in 74 countries tuned in to witness the marriage of Prince Charles and Lady Diana, who was a young English school teacher. That's crazy. That's a lot of people. In 2000, July 29, 2000, uh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston got married. Malibu, California. And they reportedly met on a blind date in 1998. Sure. 1967, The Doors scored their first number one hit with Light My Fire. That's pretty cool. It's a great song. 1996, Carl Lewis wins 4th consecutive long jump at 35. 4th consecutive Olympic gold. 35 years old, still jumping better than everybody. 1945, the Japanese sink the USS Indianapolis.
1: We now returning to your regular scheduled programming. Welcome back to the future.
0: Alright guys, that's it for episode 7. Chromatic Distortions, Excellent Adventure. Hope you enjoyed that episode. I know there's a thousand other movies in the 80s that were amazing as well. Those were just some of the ones that I remembered that stuck out in my mind. Um, maybe we're going to do a, a part two here where we go through some 90s movies, kind of bring you up through my um, my teenage years. That'd be cool. Throw that little retro look back in. I was originally going to do an 80s, 90s. Uh, this was originally going to be an 80s, 90s. Episode, But once I started like writing down some movies and like going through some 80s lists, it was like, damn, there's so many movies. And I'm trying to keep this 30 to 45 minutes. We go for an hour and a half on that. I could win an hour. I could win an hour and a half on just the 80s movies. Uh, so, so that's what we're, we're going to do. Maybe, maybe that'd be a cool idea. Don't know yet. We'll see what happens. I haven't really planned anything in the future yet. Um, as always, you can listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public Stitcher, and of course, Anchor. You can also leave me a message on Anchor, and you can be a part of this uh, podcast, guys. You can leave me a voice message. Follow Chromatic Distortion, download that Anchor app, follow me. And then send me voice messages. You can literally just talk in the phone, just like I'm talking in the phone right now. Leave me a message. We can put it on the air if you don't want it to be on the air. Make it private. That's cool too. But um, a little a little um, interaction with you guys would be cool. We've had 250 listeners so far. So if any one of you 250 want to uh, throw some comments, let's, let's do some comments. Let's have some fun. Like I said, I'm working on getting someone in here for rebuttal on. That conspiracy theories, uh, distorted theories. Last episode, that'd be cool. Um, working on that. Hopefully, we'll bring we'll be bringing you guys some good content. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Once again, this is Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar, episode seven. Chromatic Distortion's excellent adventure. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of Chromatic Distortion. <laughs>